Welcome to FOIA Side Chat, Muckrock's podcast. My name is Sean Musgrave. I'm a reporter with Muckrock, and here with me is J. Patrick Brown, J. Pat, our editor here at Muckrock. Uh, today we're going to talk about Massachusetts public records reform, mm. uh, why, why we need to do it, and why it is currently at risk of not happening. Hmm. I'm actually not sure where to start on this. Should we talk about how bad it is or why people don't want to make it less bad? I think we can start with how bad it is. That's a good... I think, you know, there's a lot there. Like, uh, I, I believe this is something that you feel very strongly about, and you uh, you actually testified um, about the state of public records. Uh, I would testify pretty much anywhere that would have me about how piss poor. Can I say piss, piss, poor, piss poor on this that, podcast? I think that's a PG way to say. Uh, there are much worse ways that I could say how bad Massachusetts public records law is. We've done a ton of projects where we submit the same public records request in every single state. And Massachusetts is routinely, like, it continues to shock me how terrible the response rates are here. Not just response time, but also the flack that we get from public records officials. Everything is so much more difficult here in Massachusetts than it is in other states. Can you give me an example of a particularly egregious agency or request that really, like, (laughs) stuck out? I feel like you might be fishing for an award nominee or winner of an agency such as maybe the Massachusetts State Police. Oh, please go on. So last year, one of Muckrock's biggest projects was on the 1033 program which distributes excess military equipment to state and local police departments all across the country. The Pentagon to the police program, if you're looking to be pithy. Yeah, for the headline. Uh, So as part of that program, or during my research into that program, I found that every single state has its own coordinator for that program. Mm -hmm. And so since I was having some issues with the Pentagon getting data on just which departments were getting equipment, I submitted a request to each of those state coordinators. All 50 of the coordinators got a records request from me, uh, including the Massachusetts State Police. This was last August that we submitted Mm -hmm. the first round of these 50 records requests. Sent them out. Within a couple of weeks, we had more than half of them back. More than half the agency's pretty quick turnaround time gave us full spreadsheets saying which departments had gotten long rifles, armored vehicles, a ton of different types of military equipment. A lot of the states complied very quickly. And then by November, 39, 38, 39 of the states had given us this information that we had asked for. Massachusetts was not one of those (laughs) states. In fact, they flat out refused to provide this. They said that this was exempt under uh, the public records law. How would it be exempt if all the other states gave it up? Well, every state has a different laundry list of reasons why they can reject a request under the state public record statute. Uh, In Massachusetts, I believe what they said was that it would pose a danger to public safety. Mm. So even though there are legal wording differences from one state to another as far as what a given agency can reject or can keep out of public view. There are also logical, (laughs) like logic has to come in there somewhere. And so like you said, more than 75% of states had determined that this spreadsheet was fit for public consumption, that it would not pose a public danger. And if something will not pose a public public danger in Connecticut, it probably won't pose a public danger in Massachusetts. So there's the legal reason, which is what we're talking about, is why mm-hmm. Massachusetts state law is so bad on public records. And then there's the logical reason uh, of this was piss poor logic. Uh, and then to 
to fast forward a couple of uh, a few weeks after Massachusetts turned me down on this particular request because we and other reporters around the country had produced this groundswell of states that decided that this information was fit for public release and should be released. And then after the White House said that there should be more transparency on the Pentagon 1033 program, the Pentagon itself released this data. They quietly put spreadsheets online that said every single agency across the country, including all the agencies in Massachusetts. And this was the original agency that you requested that said... Right, that it initially, like a year before, had said, you can't have that information. Mm -hmm. And then we poked them again. They again said no. And then once we got the 40 or so states to release this data, the Pentagon themselves put it out. Even after that, Massachusetts said, well, that's fine for the Pentagon to do, but well, here in Massachusetts, we don't have to do that. I mean, yeah, it's good enough for the Pentagon, but not for Massachusetts Not State for Massachusetts Poli- State Police. Right. So luckily, the Massachusetts State Police have been rewarded for their efforts and nationally or internationally, I guess, recognized. Mm-hmm. It's probably a national award. Yeah, I'm going to say national, but I mean, other people, other countries use Twitter, so they've, they've noticed it. So the Massachusetts State Police a couple of months ago was honored with the Golden Padlock Award from Investigative Reporters and Editors, IRE. Uh, it's a award that journalists nominate the agency that's been giving them the most difficult time with public records requests lately. It was part of a slate of five nominees, including the Pentagon, <laughs> funnily enough. Good enough uh, for the Pentagon. <laughs> and so the Mass State Police swept the awards, and so they are this year's Golden Padlock honoree and well-deserved. And they fought off a very difficult... That's Yeah, when you're in that, those rankings, that's pretty impressive to take home the least transparent agency in the country. And not just on 1033 stuff. They've oh. they've fought me on a ton of different issues. They charged me incredible sums of money for things that should have been incredibly easy. Most recently, they tried to tell me, or they told me, and I've appealed it, and we'll see how it works out. They told me that they cannot give me a spreadsheet because they have to maintain the integrity of the data, that they have to print it out, hand redact a column from the spreadsheet, scan it back into the computer, run it through optical character recognition, which makes it machine-readable again, kind of. The way that they did it was was pretty terrible. So it's back in electronic format, to be clear. A computer can read this information. It is digital. But they said that to maintain the integrity of it, they couldn't just give me the Excel file. They have it. They have an Excel file. I confirmed that they have the spreadsheet that I'm after. They just said to maintain the integrity of the data, they are declining to provide me a copy of the spreadsheet. I don't know of any more fitting combination of examples. They either just flat out refuse to give it or come up with some rationale for for creating obstacles that just make no sense. Well, didn't a, a longtime friend of Muckrock, Adam Vaccaro, didn't he request for the emails surrounding the golden padlock to Mass State Police after they had won this award? I saw that. Legitimately, I have no idea what, what was in them. Um, if I remember correctly, I believe it was a no response of documents. I thought they included some press releases. It was a very spark. It was a very very limited response to. It was a rather. It was a fitting. Right. Maybe they just don't care about it. But I I think that's very likely. Um, But I think the the OCR and the 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 general the refusal to transmit things and produce documents as Excel is is a great sort of segue into the fact that you know this is not just a mass state police problem. This is a this is something that we've seen before from uh, you know uh, Cambridge City Hall, our good old friends at MBTA. 
almost any agency that can try to fight us on that has fought us on that. And that's, I think, part of the reason why, you know, we were so excited about this public records reform, that legislation that we were seeing. Yeah. And it, I realized a couple months ago that I was surprised when an agency within Massachusetts gave me something without a struggle, that it was so much more the norm for me to have to appeal or at least threaten that I was going to appeal something rather than just get it off the bat. And that's not to say the public records requests to other states or at the federal level doesn't require some some uh, tenacity and knowing the knowing the law, what you're entitled to. But in Massachusetts, it's just a whole nother level, which is really where, like you said, where this reform is coming from is that Massachusetts is just not doing not doing some basic things that are best practices in other states and at the federal level. So let's talk about what's, yeah, so what's in the reform package. Let's talk about the reform package because it's not it's not extreme. It's 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 very – I know some people who are shocked that we even need those reforms because they believe we already have them. I think it's a state of how bad things are. When that, I'm in a bar yelling about how terrible our, <laughs> our law is, most people think that I'm making things up <laughs> no, I, very, or that it's – or that it's – uh, unthinkable, or particularly my friends who work who work in the private sector, right. who who do things in modern companies that mm. use computers, hear stories like like an agency trying to print out a spreadsheet. They hear that and they think that it's nonsense. That these must be people who have a personal vendetta against me. And I would be so honored if that were the fact. But I'm I really, sure that is like, true I, in a few cases. But. I right, but it's it's to the point that I hope that it's a vendetta rather than just general reflection of how terrible the systems are, how terrible the incentives are that make it so that the agencies don't comply. They don't have a good law to comply with. There's no system of incentives. For instance, in 47, 46 or 47 other states, if a person who's requested a record gets denied and decides that the records request, the, the documents that they're going after are important enough to take the matter to court to, to sue the agency over refusing to provide documents that he or she has requested. If that person wins that lawsuit in virtually every other state as well as at the federal level, that person can ask the court to provide attorney's fees to, to pay them back for the cost of litigation. That is not the case in Massachusetts. And I know for Muckrock, that has been a huge obstacle to our being able to bring litigation because you actually have to find a lawyer who will bring this on entirely pro bono. They do not have any prospect of getting fees back. Whereas at the federal level, organizations like Electronic Frontier Foundation, Electronic Privacy uh, Information Center, groups whose, whose work I follow quite a bit, the ACLU, a big tool and strategy that makes it so that they can bring these public interest lawsuits is so that they can get those fees back mm-hmm. in the, at the end of it if they win. And it's not about bringing like spurious lawsuits because they only get the they only get money back at the end of this if the judge finds that the agency was in the wrong that they should have released these documents. In in the first place. Only a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the great win for transparency in Massachusetts when ACLU successfully uh, got NEMLAC, which is the New England... Shoot. Northeastern Massachusetts Law Enforcement Council, NEMLAC. Which is basically a SWAT team by any other name, uh, which is essentially just a grouping of of law enforcement agencies that decided to pool their resources so they could get something like, you know, SWAT tanks and fancy guns 
And uh, by doing so, they declared themselves a nonprofit and therefore were exempt from Massachusetts uh, records law. So ACLU pushed them on the case, and, and after $30,000 later, they. Yeah, 30K. It was 30K. a 30K loss you know, over de- a year. They decided, okay, we're going to back away from this exemption, and we're supposed to laud this as this wonderful step forward, when really, again, it just sort of underscores the issue that right now, unless you have 30K around, to sit down and argue these kind of months long, I think it was like it was over a year and a half, wasn't it? It was about a year before Nemlek decided to settle, and yeah, and and we do not have thirty thousand no. dollars in our. And we've we've done some groundbreaking work in public records in Massachusetts, but we do not have the budget of the Globe. There are like a, other alt weeklies that should, and I think would be doing a lot more public records work. They need to be able to get, recoup those costs if they do bring a suit that ends up uh, where the court does side with them and say that the agency was in the wrong, that they should have been more open in the first place. And on the flip side of that, it's also a pretty damn strong incentive right. to the to the agency to to make it so that it's kind of a wash for, for them. Win or lose, they, uh, they can still be stubborn and defend the cases. And as long as they have the budget for it, they have as long as they have uh, a lawyer on staff, it's not really a net loss to them. So right. this is a, a great way of flipping the incentives so that the agency has to take another look at each one of their releases to make sure if this goes to litigation, this is going to actually cost money. So the bill, so again, the, the bill says a couple different things in terms of ensuring that there are electronic records, ensuring that there's a point person for specific agencies who handles these, but really... The, the point person thing is nuts. That's one of the things that drives me insane here in Massachusetts. And it happens, don't get me wrong, it happens in other states or at the federal level that you have to search and make five different phone calls in order to figure out who is the person or just the inbox that I should be sending this record to. That takes up a stupid amount of time. But in Massachusetts, they don't even have to identify an individual, much less a job title, for who's supposed to be taking this request in the first place. Who, at the end of the day, is responsible for releasing documents? I mean, at the end, of the, it, it feels like it's just whoever, you know, put their finger to the nose the slowest or, like, lost the bet that week that had to take care of it. I mean, it's not. Or a civil servant who just takes this on as an additional burden. Exactly, it's, it's, yeah. So, I mean, God bless the people who do. <laughs> who do. And, I mean, again, we don't want to be applauding and being so happy that, that someone within these agencies decided that they were going to answer our request, but it just makes it so much more difficult for people who are asking for these documents, as well as for the agency, if this isn't included in someone's job description and not publicly available. Just throw it on your website. Person X is the one responsible for records requests. Send them to his or her office. So again, like there are plenty of quick fixes in this bill that are just sort of obvious things that need to happen or should have happened a long time ago. Uh, but the, really the big thing is the recouping like attorney's fees. And that's, I think, the main thrust of the argument right now, because as much as it seems crazy to think that there are people that would be defiantly pro or anti-transparency, right now this bill is facing opposition. And it's because of that like transparency or the, the, the lawyer fee thing. Right. One of the groups that is opposing this is the Massachusetts Municipal Association. MMA. Which, j I think you may know a little bit better of what their actual purview is. Is this an association of state cl- of municipal clerks? Um, it's uh, municipal it's administrators, so I don't think it's not necessarily clerks, but it's anybody who has some sort of vaguely defined semi-legal position within a municipality. So it should be noted that a lot of the members of this association 
are the ones who are at least have the authority over the records over records requests that are being submitted. So I will give them the benefit of having seen a lot of these things come across their desks. I don't pretend that these things are, are not a pain for the the city or the county or whatever level of agency we're dealing with. But that's kind of, it seems like, where their opposition is stopping, is that these things are a pain and they're costly without considering what role they actually play in transparency. And then also their reaction way oversells and paints this bill as just this unprecedented burden on municipal, county, and state government agencies. Let's talk about that. Like, what what is their opposition? Like, what what is wrong about saying that people should hold responsibility for not following the law? The statement that they put out at the end of last week, and which it seems like was a pretty strong stimulus toward uh, canceling the vote this week was an unfunded mandate, Mm -hmm. is what it was said. It was that the the state government is not allotting any extra money to government agencies to process records requests. And so they're saying that this now penalties for agencies that don't comply with the law, as well as the judges being able to order agencies to to recoup legal fees for, for people who successfully sue them. They're saying that that will impact their budget. My response to that (laughs) is that I see a ton of inefficiencies in the way that these records requests are processed in Massachusetts. And like I said, a lot of that inefficiency, I think, will magically go away if as well as just the the burden and the being being stubborn about not giving documents. I really do think that a a lot of that inefficiency and slowness comes from the fact that they cannot really be sued. Mm -hmm. I wish it weren't so much about a deterrent effect, but... That's absolutely what it is. It's not just about being able to get money back for the people who do sue so much as a strong finger on the scale in in terms of not needing to sue in the first place. Deterrent, I think, is the strongest impact that this bill would have. I think anytime you hear someone arguing against accountability, you have to sort of raise your eyebrow a little bit. For sure. And not only is it about the lawsuit fees, there is also such a critical part of this bill that the MMA (laughs) is opposed to. The MMA would want to body slam the idea of, I don't look at me like that, whatever. They want to like judo chop the idea of having to take records requests into account Mm -hmm. as they are getting new information management systems. So this being 2015, I'm pretty confident in saying that every single municipality in the great state of Massachusetts has email and spreadsheets and other things that come with computers having been around for a few decades now. Sure. God bless you if you are able to get electronic copies of records. And there sometimes are legitimate barriers to government agencies being able to just give you the raw version of a document. There might be personally identifiable information in there that, yes, that absolutely needs to be taken out. But that there are so many examples of agencies that are able to process these requests incredibly quickly because they got information systems that allow them to do their job effectively so that you can just delete that column that has the personally <laughs> identifiable information in it rather than going through this long, this drawn-out process that ultimately ends up costing you a ton of staff time. It's certainly an investment right now. And again, the, the bill would require agencies as they buy new information management systems or upgrade their software, whatever they're doing, to take records requests and transparency 
into account so that you can't buy a new system that keeps it difficult for you to answer record records requests. You have to buy a better system. That would make it easier. Baker has uh, actually, I think there is a line item specifically about addressing mass mail and just what a joke it is. Um, you guys don't know, mass mail is basically just what happens if the outlook you had from 2007, like, didn't go away, or didn't improve, and you have to still use it now, uh, which is pretty much where most a lot of messages agencies are at, where they're stuck with these very outdated mail systems. And I think the, as you said, the threat of getting sued because you can't use mass mail to do what you legally need to do is a great sort of incentive to get everything sort of up to date. Right. If you put a request in for emails from an official in Massachusetts that just right from the beginning is going to be a fight for you, even worse if you are if you don't know the individual whose email you're looking for. Right. If you have, like, I'm working on uh, law enforcement issues issues that have to deal more with a entire police department than one individual. That if I'm trying to find all emails that have that have a particular keyword in it or has an acronym related to a program that I'm interested in, you can't just just asking individual email one at a time doesn't make any sense for that request. Again, talking about my friends who are in the private sector, that's such a simple request in most instances. If you have anything approaching non-Outlook, then you can search multiple email addresses at, at the same time. That's a, like, we, we have, yeah, yeah, we have figured out how to do that more than 10 years ago. You ask an agency in Massachusetts, and I mean, granted, a lot of agencies around the country, even at the federal level, to search all email accounts. And they'll answer, no, we need to, we need to know which specific email accounts, or we'll search them one by one. And that will take X number of hours and thousands of dollars. So two things happened. One, the bill was killed, or two, the bill was passed. What's your take on both scenarios? If it passes, what are the what is good about that? What's bad? If it fails, what is the long term hope? What, 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 how, do, how do we keep you from finding you hanging from a bunch of documents? Uh, Sticking wow. your head in a scanner. I don't um, know. What it's like. So if it if it passes, that's that's fantastic. That's getting Massachusetts up to basic best practices around the country for and again in the case of uh, recouping lawsuit fees, like that is I, that I, is a like it is us and I believe it's like only Alabama. I have to double check, but I think it's only one. It's other a state. small yes. like it is a thinning crowd yes. of of states who have not done that one very basic best practice. It would be a great first step, and I hope that it would build momentum toward other sorts of very common sense r- reforms that we we desperately need. If it doesn't pass, I'll be very upset and frustrated. <laughs> Honestly, I would keep putting in the requests that I'd be putting in, but I hope I would definitely be CCing everyone within the Massachusetts Municipal Association every time I face one of these absurd roadblocks that we have to acknowledge the stupid position that we're in right now and that it couldn't possibly get much worse. So if for no other reason than to experiment and just tweak it a little bit just to see if it gets better, that in my mind is more than enough reason to try something else. And even Galvin, Secretary Galvin, whose office oversees this, admits that we need to get our house in order. He was the very first person at that records reform hearing. Everyone <laughs> who is who is surveying this, except for the people who have to process the request themselves, and admittedly, I do not ever want to be a records officer. But this has a ton in it for them. They can work with the legislature to make sure that it's implemented in a smart way, and 
I will kick the tires on on the system as as it's implemented, hopefully, if the bill is passed. Thanks for listening. My name is J. Patrick Brown. I'm Sean Musgrave. Yeah, and please check out our work at muckrock.com.